This is the Source of Innovation podcast. I'm your host, Robert Brathe, and we are live today at the Biz Lab in Schenectady, New York. And I'm here today with Carl Telbin of Work Smart Revolution. Good morning, Carl. Good morning, Robert. So tell us a little bit about your company. So Work Smart Revolution is uh, it's, it's a few years old as a business. Uh, we've taken a very uh, circuitous path. Uh, you know, a lot of people call it a pivot. Uh, I like to think of it as, well, I suppose it is a pivot. Uh, but uh, we actually changed totally not only the business that we were in, but, but pretty much everything. So it's almost not even a pivot as much as we just basically changed the business entirely. Uh, so it's uh, even though we still have the, it's still under the umbrella of Work Smart Revolution. We're doing something very different. So we started out as a business that was uh, focused on a do-it-yourself mobile app uh, that worked for teams that were out in uh, in uh, remotely where they didn't always have an internet connection. Uh, so it was a, it was a way to basically put together a, a simple but useful database app. We were looking for uh, a way to. Uh, make it easier to sell that. So we were looking for a vertical industry that we, we could apply to. Uh, certainly being a mobile concept that we were in, uh, we found something in the transportation industry, obviously mobile, and we, we said, hey, let's, let's take a look at this. Well, uh, long story short, we, we basically said, let's just build a new product from the ground up. It would actually be quicker and easier than what we had been doing. Um, and we, we got some very quick traction. Uh, Basically, we made a deal and had some uh, got a number of uh, initial customers to uh, basically to uh, underwrite uh, starting this project up. So that was obviously a very good way to start a business is uh, you know essentially selling vaporware. Uh, but we 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 put our feet to the fire and we we, we made sure that it wasn't uh, just the customers that were at risk on that. And uh, we we really made sure that we had. Uh, you know, enough of the criteria that we're going to really do the MVP for them uh, that was going to work. And we also included some deadlines on that. So we, we built this product that's now called Rolling Reminder. And what Rolling Reminder ultimately is, is a solution with, that right now we're gearing towards the uh, uh, trucking industry. Uh, although we do have, uh, and basically it's anybody that employs commercial drivers. And uh, what we do is we help them with a piece of their... Um, fundamentally, they're, they're DOT compliance, but it certainly is not restricted to that. So we're looking at saying to them, look, we know that you probably have all kinds of software and systems and protocols to manage all kinds of parts of your business and other pieces of your compliance uh, with DOT and, and other uh, regulatory stuff. But where, there's often, where we see often is a, a missing piece is how these companies basically manage driver credentials, vehicle types of credentials. So things like vehicle inspections, uh, but we do have a focus really on drivers and staff uh, and, and things like driver's licenses, medical certificates, could be a hazmat license, uh, could be uh, a whole array of other types of things. Uh, could be motor vehicle record ordering, that sort of thing. So we're looking at how these things are done within an organization and even with the software solutions that we see out there, uh, you know, through our conversations with, with all sorts of customers and, and would-be customers, we're seeing that what they are doing is it tends to be a very, very manual process. They have all this very sophisticated software that does all these other things, but this is kind of one of those things that's just kind of left in the, you know, on the side. It's, it's kind of, uh, 
it, it's just sitting there. It's really not something that's really been evolved with most of these software solutions. And even the, the ones that have some sophistication there, there's still an awful lot of manual uh, workflow there, which leaves a lot of risk because these are things, you know, if you've got a driver's license, for example, that doesn't renew for eight years, it's not first and foremost on your mind. When you have a whole slew of drivers and turnover and other staff and all these things that you're trying to track, and usually it's one person that has to track a whole bunch of you know, dynamically changing things. It, 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 and, but it's not every day. Uh, you, know, you can't put all your resources there. So it, it tends to be something that uh, falls through the cracks, creates a lot of issues and problems, and, and uh, you know, they're, they're, people are putting a lot of fires out, uh, and it has a lot of, uh, a lot of snowball effect, domino effect uh, sort of thing where um, there's other costs, but they're hard to measure. So there's, there ultimately, it is an expensive proposition to do this manually. It's not just the simple labor of this person who's responsible for it, but there's a lot of touch points through the workflow. Great. So if you go to uh, rollingreminder.com, you can take a look, and uh, looks like you got a 14-day free trial on there, uh, and uh, you'll get notifications when these expirations are going to come up um, and, and, and get that information to the right people at the right time. Uh, talk to us about the process of, um, you know, you becoming an entrepreneur. I, I know I've had you in class before to speak and, and you've had some ventures before this. So what kind of, uh, what gets you jazzed about working for yourself? Uh, well, you know, I think it's a combination of a few things. One, uh, uh, you know, back uh, a couple decades ago, uh, I, I went to the uh, MBA program at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. And uh, they were, at the time, uh, were uh, pretty well-known nationally uh, for their entrepreneurial focus. So that was something that, uh, you know, I had a concentration in that, and that was really the beginning of things. Um, and, and from that point on, it was, uh, it was a few years uh, afterwards that I finally started my uh, first business. Uh, but what really, what really gets me into this is that... Uh, I feel stifled usually when I work for a larger organization, uh, or even if it's a smaller company, because you know you're 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 sort of pigeonholed. It depends on the type of company that you're in, certainly. But uh, my experiences were, you know, I'd worked for the federal government, you know, talk about red tape, uh, and and some other smaller organizations, and so I, I saw these types of problems, and it just wasn't the sort of thing that I wanted to do. I wanted to move faster. I I, I was very frustrated with seeing the way things didn't work well uh, and, and how that basically slowed everybody down and, and people did not enjoy their jobs and you know the customers weren't happy about it and I just said there's, there's got to be a different reality in life and so it, this whole startup scene just made a lot of sense to me because I could really drive that. I get, I, I'm truly very driven when I'm in that type of uh, an environment. And uh, I, I really like making this work for everybody that's involved. So if I'm talking, uh, you know, if I'm talking to people that are working with me uh, as employees, if they're contractors, my customers, uh, and, and in no particular order, or, or other business partners. And I do a lot of networking, and I really work very hard to try to involve people. And, and you know, I, I believe in sort of paying it forward. There's a lot of people in my past that have done things. And I think that being in an entrepreneurial environment uh, is is one where you you need to learn how to take, but you also need to uh, be able to give a lot. And so for me, it's a, it's a perfect situation. 
Great. Again, uh, this is the Source of Innovation podcast. I'm your host, Robert Brathe. We're here with Carl Telbin. Uh, visit his website, rollingreminder.com. And we're live recording here at the Biz Lab in Schenectady. Uh, talk to us a little bit um, about uh, how you find the right people to collaborate with. I know, uh, you know you've been uh, uh, interviewing people uh, several times during your life uh, you know, for different roles in your companies. Uh, so what do you look for when you're trying to find that ideal person to either collaborate or partner with on a project? Uh, well, you know, it, you, you bring up actually using the, the term ideal is, is something that I've been working with in my mind a lot lately. Uh, as a startup, uh, you don't have the luxury of, of time that you, you know, no company really has true luxury of time, but as a large company with this, with a lot of established base, you actually have more time than you might if you're a startup. In a startup, you've got to just make things happen. Sure. Uh, and so that's that's really the critical piece. But I'm always certainly looking for the ideal. Uh, and so one of the things that uh, I'm looking for uh, is, you know, I look for... Uh, I look for establishing a good network. I, I just mentioned that you know I do a lot of networking, and I really try to build a, a very solid foundation of knowledge about the people that I know. So it's not just about going out and, and exchanging business cards. Most of the time, I don't exchange business cards anymore. It's it's more uh, I might meet a, a few additional people, but more it's just getting to know people better, uh, asking about how something that we talked about last time went on, which I think demonstrates that you know I might really give a crap about what's going on with them because I'm trying to figure out how to help people. And I think that that actually ends up uh, paying itself back in terms of people look out for me a little bit. They know that I'm looking for something and you tend to stand out a little bit more. So people will do, uh, you know, will basically say, hey, I know somebody or hey, have you checked out this other organization? I've done X, Y, or Z with that. And, uh, you know, it may apply to the thing that you had just been telling me about last you know, month or last week. So I, I think that that's one of the ways that I am able to get out there and find uh, good resources. And I think uh, in this area, in the, in the capital region, uh, you know, I've been here for, a, you know, in the business scene for a couple of decades now. And I've really seen that there's been a lot of growth in that way. So it's been very helpful for me. Uh, there's been a lot of infrastructure growth in that sense, a lot of new organizations in the last few years have really popped up. Um, the urban scene in, in each of the, the, the primary four cities in this area, uh, and, and more than that, it, you know, there's been a lot of emphasis and a lot of growth in those ways. So that actually feeds into the whole networking thing where people are actually trying to work a little bit more closely together in, instead of working in their silos. So. Excellent. Uh, what do you think uh, would be a, um, a good business you'd like to see uh, up here in the capital region that, that could uh, probably thrive in the environment uh, that we have? Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, I think this is a great area for technology businesses. Uh, it's certainly, I think one of the historic things about this area, besides, uh, you know, government and healthcare, uh, it is that, you know, this is kind of a crossroads, literally, on the map when you look at, you know, I-90 and, and 87, you know, Montreal to New York and, and Boston to Buffalo. So certainly from a manufacturing standpoint, there's this is a credible area with, with those two major highways in, in close access and proximity. Uh, and that's a pretty obvious thing. But I think that what I've seen is there's, there's a lot going on and a lot of different types of technologies here. So... Uh, certainly, I'm in the software side of things, and there's a lot going on there. 
but uh, th there are a lot of other types of businesses going on here, and it's always surprising to see all the different types of things. So I wouldn't say that there's a necessarily, hey, there, this is the ideal thing that would uh, be uh, applicable for this area. I think it's, you know, for any type of business that, that is looking for uh, an area that wants to grow, uh, where there's an infrastructure that's also growing, where you can participate in that, which I think is, you know, uh, it has a double benefit to it because, you know, people that are trying to grow are going to reach out a little bit more to you. So it's not like an established uh, good old boy network yeah. that you have to somehow figure out, can I even make an inroads? This is the, the, the types of things going on here are very open to bringing people into that. And so you are the type of business and the type of entrepreneur uh, that wants to uh, take advantage of that. I think that this is a great uh, place to take uh, to uh, build opportunities. Great. Uh, getting back to you know, finding the right people, um, you know, one of the challenges I think any company has is is, is finding the right tech people. You know, especially uh, in the capital region where you, know, you see a lot of those types are you know, on the coasts or in the big cities. Um, what's a what's a good interview question or, or something you like to ask potential candidates uh, that you might want to work with that you you think is is valuable to really find out if they'd be a good fit? Sure. Uh, well. My my interviewing approach is is maybe not uh, so conventional, uh, and in part because I'm at an early startup stage. Sure. Uh, so one of the biggest things that I'm looking for right now is, and I don't know if there's like one necessary question, but in terms of the line of questioning that I will do, I really am trying to look at uh, uh, two two main areas. One, are they a good fit with me? Uh, and, and I'll look at that both short term and long term because I'm not trying to, you know, I need to basically fill resources that I need now. If it can work out where they're a longer term relationship, um, beautiful. Um, but, you know, so we'll ask along both of those lines. But the other thing that I'm looking for is um, where, you know, wh where is their mindset? A lot of people uh, will say that they want to be an entrepreneur or they want to be in a startup. And so I'll ask questions that really get around trying to identify that. Not to basically prove that they're right or wrong, uh, but depending on where I see that they fit on that spectrum uh, or how ready they are to really jump into that, um, that tells me a lot in terms of if I think they have the skill set and I think that they can you know, enjoy in a, you know, the, uh, working with me uh, and, and being in that environment, what am I going to have to do? So it's almost more of a... What am I going to have to do as opposed to what do they have to do? Because I've, pre I've realized that I've got to help to mentor them and bring them along and also to explain to them, uh, you, you know, and help them understand uh, what the reality is of working in a startup because it's not always what people think it is. Great. Uh, so I always like wrapping up every podcast to give our guests uh, a couple minutes to just kind of give us a little commercial on, on your business, what it's about, and, and how to get in touch with you. So this is your time to share with us a little bit more. Sure. Great. Thanks, Robert. Uh, so basically, uh, you know, Rolling Reminder is, is our product and, and that is what we have all of our focus on right now. And, uh, the, you know, what we're all about is making it very easy. Uh, if I basically had to put it down into one simple thing, it's that is we are making it easy for companies and employ uh, drivers, whether it's a charter bus company, uh, you know, a supermarket chain that employs drivers, uh, whether it's, you know, a construction company, uh, somebody that does a lot of hazmat sort of stuff, whatever the type of businesses that they do. And we have all kinds of uh, businesses that are our customers. 
uh, you know, throughout the Northeast. Uh, but whatever, whatever you're doing doesn't really matter. The, the point is you've got to track this sort of, you've got to track DOT and, and, and other sorts of uh, uh, credentialing. And we just make that really easy. So that we take it off your plate. It's not something you have to worry about maintaining your compliance. And we make the communication through the, throughout your whole organization. We do it at the right time it, to the right person so it's not a big blast. And, and that really helps with your workflow. And it changes the dynamics of how your company either does work or at least how it could work. And we certainly want to have uh, the opportunity to talk with our customers and, and to help them to uh, better their business in terms of how they manage that communication flow uh, to optimize it for themselves. So it's not just, hey, buy our product and, and you'll never hear from us. We want to help you build your business into a better one. Terrific. So again, uh, this is a Source of Innovation podcast. Today we had Carl Telbin with us. Visit him at rollingreminder.com. And next time you're in Schenectady, stop by the New York Biz Lab uh, right downtown. Uh, some great shared office space and services here. Um, and uh, thanks again for joining us. Thank you, Robert.